Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Oh, Daniel's back in the house. It's been a while. It's been a while, man. How have you been? Good. Logan and I hung out a bit. You hung out with Logan. You hung out with Allie. Allie was a rock star. What a natural. Yeah. I mean, holy cow. I mean, you know, I'm waiting for the feedback to roll, and it'll be positive. I mean, there'll be one person who's like, I don't like her. There's always one person. It's just ridiculous. It's probably the same person every time that just doesn't like anything. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Doesn't like me. Bob. You. Everybody likes Logan, though. Uh, Yeah. I have not had one person who's like, nah, I don't like that guy. No. Not one. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it. People like me. Uh, what have you been into? What's going on in your world? How was your last time we were on? Are you are you a guy who does the gifts for your for your kids that helps your wife, or are you no, like they no. make gifts? Huh? They make. Oh, gifts. you're in the you're in the making gift phase. Oh yeah. Oh, make. I miss that phase. Amazing gifts. Gosh. Pictures and yes, crafts, macaroni, and you're necklaces. Like, Isn't and... that nice that they got you that? And then you can get her flowers, and you're done. Done. Do you buy the neon flowers, or do you spend the long dollar? Neon. Yeah. Clearly, you do not buy the neon. Who buys neons? What? Oh, wow! You don't even. You don't even. If you don't even know what I'm talking about, you don't even go to that section. Where is that? That's the discount flower section in the Kroger. Oh no! Yeah, neon carnations. You don't buy tulips. Tulips? Is that a mother's Spring thing? Tulips? Yeah. What's wrong with you people? I don't know. No, I don't. Hmm. Roses. I'm getting my wife roses, or I have gotten my wife roses. It's kind of like I'm cutting Valentine's. this before, but I've got whatever, <laughs> huh? It's kind of like Valentine's roses. Whatever. I'm going long dollar on the roses. I have failed miserably at Mother's Days in the past. This day is going to be amazing. Oh, yeah? What else are you doing? Uh, brunch. And we have s- some gifts. What are you making for gifts. brunch? And we're going to brunch. Oh, you're not making it? No, no, no. Mm. No. We're still in the making it phase. Oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Mm. Mm. That was a that was like a disappointing mm. I mean, it's, if you want to pay people to make your brunch, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, I do. I genuinely do. Cool. Mimosa, brunch, the whole nine yards. All right, what else is going on? Anything else? I just feel like I haven't seen you in a long time. I was literally right over there for the last three episodes. Okay, why do you got it? Why you got to do that? You got our people just don't saying. know that. They don't know that. They, they know, know that we it. cut them all on the same day. Yeah, but you know, they hear it in the voice that we're we still wearing even... the same shirts. They do. You think so? I think so. We kind of. No, I was gonna thought we matched today. I thought I had a different shirt on. All right, let's get right into it. If you don't want to play, that's no fun. We've got a question from Emily today. Emily, what do you got? DIY! Hey, DIY Money Crew. I'm Emily from Minnesota. I appreciate the knowledge you freely share with your listeners. And today I have a question about custodial brokerage accounts. My husband and I have two daughters under the age of three, and we have already started 529 accounts for each of them. We're big believers in higher education, but we also realize that their plans might take them down a different path. That said, after listening to some of your past episodes, We've decided that we want to start brokerage accounts for our daughters as well, just to give them some added flexibility. Is the best option as simple as opening a custodial brokerage account for each of them? Or would it also make sense to open brokerage accounts in our names and then find a way to gift these dollars to them in the future? I have heard that custodial brokerage accounts count as the child's asset when it comes time to apply for financial aid, and that could have a larger impact on what they might qualify for. Are there any tax implications or other factors to consider when making this decision? I have a tendency to overthink these types of decisions, and I acknowledge that I might be doing that here, but your input would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. 
Wow. Um, I can't tell if she wrote that out or if she just really just rattled that off. Impressive. It was a great question. Even even like to come back to the, I realize I sometimes overthink these things and da-da-da. Impressive. Um, okay, so let's, let's, I don't know how to hit this. I'm just going to kind of scattershot it, Emily. The first thing is, is that a few episodes ago when we introduced Allie onto the podcast, we dissected 529s and some of the alterations, the changes that have transpired through the SECURE Act. Uh, if you haven't, go back and listen to that podcast. They certainly offer some much uh, added or much additional flexibility than they had in the past. However, that said, I still am a custodial brokerage fan. Uh, I admittedly, I'll let Daniel, maybe he knows more about this. I have not spent too much time thinking about it from the financial aid standpoint. Um, I guess I just, I always assumed, and maybe this is arrogant, but I've always assumed like we're not going to get financial aid, so I don't need to double, to overthink that. Uh, so I'm not quite sure about that from that angle, but I do know that I have always desired to build that account up in their name and have it taxed as their quote unquote income. And as long as you stay under the annual kitty tax amount, I think that amounts like $3,000. There's basically no income tax there at all. Now, there's a unique strategy there that you could perpetually on an annual basis take gains in the account not to exceed the annual kitty tax amount, move those gains into other investments so that by the time they take ownership of that money, there's basically no tax at all and they could sell or use that money and pay no capital gains tax. So for example, let's say that you started a custodial account and you bought the S&P 500 and you got, you know, 10 years in and you pulled up the account and it had a, you know, $6,000 long-term gain, a $10,000 long-term gain. I don't know. You could begin to take $2,900 of the gain and move it into the total stock market index fund. Something similar as far as the investment strategy, but you take that gain. Now, why would you do that? Well, you don't pay any tax because you're not above the kitty tax. More than likely, you're not even going to file a return because they're not even going to have enough income to file a return in the first place. But you don't have any tax strategies or no tax implications to worry about. But you're basically raising their cost basis all along the way. Now, I didn't do that along the way. I wish I would have. I didn't think about that until later on in their life. Yeah, you got that right. Again, I wish I would have because some of the things that they hold have some pretty strong gains in there. And ultimately, we're going to have to be a little bit more strategic if they want to use it, A, for college or if they want to use it to buy a house or something like that in the future. So I wish I would have done the strategy that I just suggested to you, but I did not. But nonetheless, I put money in there, and I've talked about this in the past, but I'll tell you again for in very short order for two reasons. One, flexibility. Not just college, housing, travel, start a business, whatever. That's number one. Number two, the ability to invest in other things just other than index mutual funds. I wanted the ability to buy individual stocks because of the educational value of them owning individual stocks inside the account. 
Now, with the changes in 529 plans, as I've talked about, I'm going to start 529 plans for my wife and I. And I probably may start additional 529 plans for them as well. Not because I want additional college savings, but I do want additional Roth savings for me and for them in the future. So there certainly is that advantage as well. Personally, don't overthink it. I love the custodial accounts. I wouldn't get uh, you know perplexed on all of the nuances. Get it going, and uh, I think you'll be pleased you did. Not individual advice. Blanket advice. True. Blanket advice. What you do. Was what I do. Example of what you do. What say you, Daniel? Uh, so I think we've talked before. We don't actually use custodial accounts yet in our family. We just save in a joint taxable account in uh, the wife and I's name with the intention that we would then assist or gift that to the kids eventually. Um, we haven't done the custodial account because they're not at the age yet where uh, our oldest is kind of getting there, where we could kind of individually invest in certain stocks. That's the one purpose that we would utilize custodial account so that they really take ownership of it. We put a little bit of our allowance in there, allow them to buy stocks. But the money that we're really setting aside for them, which is kind of a larger chunk than we would do, we're putting it in a joint account, which then allows us to time the distributions at a time that we desire, rather than automatically when they turn 18. Also gets us around the kitty tax to some extent. So there's not enough in there that that's a big issue now, but eventually that could be. And so uh, the way that works is there's a there's a pretty low threshold for the first amount of unearned income that is not taxable uh, that kids can earn uh, for 2022 is 1150. Uh, $1,150. Then the the next portion is taxed at the kid's tax rate. Then after that is taxed at the parent's tax rate. So just keep in mind that as that account grows, that could add up in the future. Uh, so be mindful of that. As far as the educational concern, uh, kids' assets, um, the government's going to expect them to use 20% of their assets. Parents are expected to use a much lower percentage of their assets for kids' education. However, that's usually need or income-based education. So usually what we run into is when when parents get to the point where they are funding 529s, funding custodial accounts, funding their own retirement, they're usually at the point where there's a less of a chance that they're going to qualify for needs, as you were talking about, needs-based um, financial support for education. They're, they're going to be looking at things like scholarships uh, or other methods of funding college rather than actually uh, the needs-based stuff. So, But that's, I mean, a snapshot of what we do. I think eventually when we get uh, kids into the kind of the double-digit ages, we'll probably open a custodial account and let them kind of have their investments, allow them to track it. Our oldest already right now likes to look at the Wall Street Journal uh, when we get it each morning and look at certain stocks that he knows. Uh, so he looks at like McDonald's and Kroger and, um, oh, there's a couple other that he's always, he's always asking me and looking up Apple cause he's got an iPad, stuff like that. So he likes to look at them. I mean, doesn't really notice the day-to-day movement in them, which is probably fine, but he just likes to find them in the long list of however, there's like, I don't know, couple hundred stocks that they print in the Wall Street Journal every day uh, as far as what they did. So he just he likes to look at them. In fact, there's a picture in our office of him doing that when he was like 18 months old or something. So He's going to be our investment analyst. Someday. Probably. He'll get a CFA and he'll be, he'll be doing the deep dive, the deep value. That'd be great. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, there's just so many options. But I think the key is, is you're saving for your kids. And I think whether you accrue it, and you set it aside in your own accounts uh, with intention of giving that to them, or you 
you know, put the responsibility on them when they, you know, it's just, I think it just varies by parent. I, I really do. I, I've found my, my 16 year old knows that now he, he knows this. He, if he can get a scholarship for swimming, this money that has been built up, which is sizable, will come to him for the ability to buy a house, start a business, etc. He's very, very motivated to not use that for school. And that's value. That's value, in my opinion. Um, I don't know what my middle son will, will uh, you know, I don't know how he will think about that or treat that. So, again, I think it's just, it's, it's individualized per parent, per child, uh, but don't overthink it. I mean, you know, don't overthink it. You can go down uh, a million different rabbit holes and be have paralysis by analysis, and you don't want to do that. So great question, though, Emily. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for that. All right. We still do need questions. Please do keep sending them in to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Juniors are always bumped to the top. So if you have a, a young person in your house asking questions, why hasn't your kid sent in a question yet? What do you think of Apple or Kroger or whatever? You should send them. We don't give individual stock recommendations on the show. I can give my opinion on the stock, can I? Can I say, let me tell you what Quint Tatro and Quint Tatro alone thinks about that stock. No? Probably not. Okay. Well, $25 Amazon gift card. If a junior sends in a question, we will always bump them to the top. Uh, It's just kind of our thing. So please do send them our way. All right, friends. The secret to success is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.